Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield and welcome to the Mizog Art podcast where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 49 of the Mizog Art Podcast. Last week saw the opening of the Kersler Arts Annual Exhibition at the Royal Festival Hall, Another Me. As I've mentioned several times before, I've recently been invited onto the board of the Kersler Trust. Our show is on until the 3rd of November, so I thought it would be quite fitting to have people featured on the podcast that have some association with the Kersler Trust. Last week being Johnny Costi, and lined up for the next three episodes, we have spoken word artist Lady Unchained, Jeremy Della and Maggie Hambly. But for this week's episode, I travelled to Kersler's HQ, which is just outside Wormwood Scrubs Prison, to talk to Lee Cutter. He's an ex-prisoner who, like me and Johnny Costi, discovered art in prison. Since discovering art, he's earned himself a BA and an MA, He's a mentor for the Longford Trust and full-time at Kersler Arts. Just before I take you to meet Lee, I'm going to mention some prints that I've got coming up for sale in the next few days. I'm three drawings in to a body of barbed wire drawings. Each are 50 by 50 centimetres. Being barbed wire, they obviously have a strong visual presence. With quite a ghost-like texture, it's not until you move closer to these drawings that you find the form of this barbed wire comprises of thousands of small tallies. You know, the five marks that prisoners stereotypically scratch into the wall to mark off each day. There's three prints to choose from. They're £165 each and are an addition of 30. You can go and see them for yourself on any of my social medias, which are Mizog Art, M-I-Z-O-G-A-R-T. But back to this week's episode... Come with me to the headquarters of the Kersler Trust to meet Lee Cutter. Is that dog still here with a pink bowler? The dog, yeah, it is. Is yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> is yeah, yeah, still, that's still here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's downstairs in the gallery. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What one of the guys? Um, not the person that made it, but there was somebody else that painted the eyes on it because mm. the person that made it couldn't paint eyes very oh, well. Oh, yeah. And he started uh, volunteering oh. here. And he was just like, oh, wow, yeah, I remember that piece. And then he said, oh, I painted the eyes. And nice. yeah. <laughs> this morning, I'm in the old governor's house outside Wormwood Scrubs in the headquarters of the Kersler Trust. I'm with Lee Cutter. Morning, Lee. 
Fine then. Um, I've got seven questions that I ask each artist. Yep. The first is, how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work? Okay. Um, I guess the thing that people like most about the work I make is the soap carvings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I make these intricate carvings on bars of soap, bars of prison soap, and they're memories of my time spent inside prison. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's different objects, different spaces, the language that's used in prison. Yeah. Um, and then I create these little stories or little narratives I guess um, it could be a series of 99 which um, I, I had for the first kind of batch of them I guess um, and now I'm making smaller stories with them um, so you're still working on them now you've, I am yeah you've been out of prison how long um, about 10 years nearly 10 years yeah I mean we should say you work for the Cursler Trust that's right yeah you're working from there how long have you worked for them about four and a half years um and was you in the charity sector before that? No, I wasn't. So when I got out of prison, um, I did a BA in fine art in Sunderland. Nice. Um, yeah, and then I was a Longford scholar as well. Um, so I was involved with the Longford Trust. Um, I'm now a mentor for them. Um, and then there's a couple of years where I was just trying different things, I guess, trying to get into the, the work industry, which is quite tough, Yeah. Uh, with a criminal record, as yeah. I'm sure many face. So you're in prison for, mm. I, I'm aware that you was in prison for six years, and you've done three, that's, that's correct, right. isn't yeah. it? That's right, yeah, yeah. Was you into art before you went to prison? No, I found art inside. Um, so it was when I was in the second prison, on the same sentence, so it was when I was in Brinsford. I was doing, um, I did five months of the three years in there, yeah. um, and that was single cell, locked up 24 hours a day. Uh, allowed out for one or two showers a week um, so it's pretty intense yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> still waiting to hear how long wasn't you yeah. rehabilitated <laughs> <laughs> still, still waiting to hear how long you're going to be inside that place as well Yeah. Um, and that's when I first started to engage in the arts and it started with writing I'd write down all my thoughts and feelings on a bit of paper I'd scrumple it up and rip it up so officers didn't see that yeah, throw yeah. it in the bin um, and then that soon turned into a drawing um, and once I could use up all the scraps of paper that I could get hold of, I started drawing into bars of soap. Um, and that's how the carving yeah. started. You had one in the Royal Academy, was it last year, the year before? Uh, yeah, the year before, yeah. Nice. Yeah, the summer exhibition. That's yeah, that, that, was, that was brilliant to be a part of that. It's weird seeing your work um, hung next to an Anthony Gormley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah in Villa de Barlow's room it was. Um, Excellent. And we we had like a team away day with, from the Kersler as well to go see the exhibition and it's. Did it go in under the name of Kersler or under the name of Lee Carr? Under the name of me, it, was, it wasn't a Kersler piece. Yeah. It was it was me. Excellent. Um, yeah, and we we went there for a day out, and um, it was just so odd standing there and hearing people trying to figure out what the stories are about, yeah. and then every now and then I just popped up and said, "Oh, by the way, I'm the artist. Um, this is what this means. That's what that yeah. means." And I realised that. The, the soaps are teaching people things about prison that they may mm. not know um, and it's you know it's the everyday thing it's you know if you can't get your milk cold I think we were talking yeah, about this yeah. the other day um, you put it in your sink in a cold water or, or just, just yeah, by the window a makeshift sink yeah yeah whereas like outside you know you just you just got your fridge yeah. but it's those little bits of creativity or um, 
to be able to make a prison kettle when, when you put the yogurt top in the plug socket yeah. and then put those into a cup of water and if they don't touch it won't blow the electrics yeah, people, and, you know people think that is partly i mean we've done it a different way we okay. used to do it with, with um a lump of metal and, and some razor blades. Oh, okay, Let's I see. go straight out the light fitting. <laughs> so we'd have a bit of wire coming out the light fitting. Yeah, yeah, And we yeah. just put both of them in the water, you know? Yeah, There's yeah, razor yeah. blades or any little lumps of metal that you could... We had to make like a band marie We had to have a cup of water inside <laughs> yeah, a yeah, jug yeah, of water. Yeah. Okay, no, I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. And it's... Shit you do, eh? <laughs> and it's those little bits that are, they're incredibly inc- creative. Yeah. They're, they're ingenious in some ways. And, you know, it's... It's just those li- little moments, I guess, inside that take you out of that current situation. Mm. And they're the things that stay with you when you get out. Yeah. And that's, that's what it is, though, isn't it? It's sharing, yeah. and, you know, because you kind of brought out into a world where people don't want to hear these stories so much. So art's a good way of making that happen. And you Yeah, know, but I've found that as long as you don't glorify it too mm-hmm, much, people yeah, are really yeah. interested to talk and learn about prison. yeah. yeah. Mm, um, mm. you know as long as you go oh you know yeah there was this screw we've done this we've yeah, done yeah, people yeah. aren't interested in yeah, well, I yeah, suppose yeah. they might be to an extent mm, mm, but mm. that doesn't seem to have much foundation in us as, yeah, as people yeah, right. but when you start talking about your experiences what you've learned how you've learned from them you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people want to engage in that mm-hmm. um, so sorry yeah you got, you got into art during your second sentence uh, your, your second jail yep second jail yep um did you get involved with the Kersler then, while you was in? No, I, I hadn't heard of Kersler at that point. Um, it wasn't until I'd been sentenced, then moved on to Stoke Heath, and um, I couldn't get into the education class because I had a GCSE in, in art, and um, I was overqualified, basically, for the class. Okay, bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so Overqualified in jail, yeah, eh? I know. Oh, <laughs> Um, but there's limited spaces, I completely understand, and you know, they have their tick box system and mm. it has to go towards a qualification. Um, but one of the art tutors had heard that I'd been drawing pictures uh, for people on the wing and charging them two shower gels and yeah. had like a nice yeah, yeah. little business. Um, and she she came to um, the, the cell and gave me a curse for entry form and was like, I think you should apply for this. So I was like, okay, cool, uh, applied for it. Um, a couple of months later I found out that I was in, in the exhibition I think it was six months later and my work would be displayed um, at the South Bank Centre nice um, that was in 2009 how did it make you feel when you got that mm. I felt like it was the first time anybody had put any belief into me isn't it a beautiful feeling yeah yeah it really is it really is you just have this like wow I have a voice yeah. something I have made is yeah. worthwhile um, and it makes you want to make the next piece of work and, you know, carry on. And that was definitely a huge, huge, huge turning point in my life. Because I don't know about you, but when I was in there, mm. you you sort of realise that you're in a place what society deems is full of the mm. sort of dregs of society, if you like. Yeah, yeah. And even though we all think we're not one of those, mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time, you sort of send, that tends to sort of be taken on board and yep, you do yep. feel like that to a, to a certain extent mm-hmm. and then when little things like this like what you're saying mm-hmm. uh, with a cursler and people do listen to you and yeah. want to know a bit about you I know it sounds a bit emotional but into, it can bring a little bit of light into your life can't it you know make you have a bit of self worth yeah definitely I think when you haven't really had that support 
kind of growing up as well mm. um it's just it seems so alien and abstract and then you start to understand that other people are probably getting this and then yeah. you can understand them a little bit better as well i was i was talking earlier with daisy when when i walked into the room i used to help pack up the kersler artwork and get it yeah. prepared and there'd be me and some other guys and you'd have this little bit of excitement and when yeah, i walked yeah, into yeah. the room upstairs instantly i had that same feeling and the smell yeah. of that day you know of us wrapping up this artwork and oh this might go on the wall and you know we'd all be putting two or three in yeah, and yeah, think, yeah oh this yeah, could yeah. happen that could happen there was all that little bit of excitement and you don't get that in in jail too often you know that's right and yeah. that little bit of solidarity and yeah, them, yeah, them yeah. feelings and, and the thing is with the Kerstler Awards as well is that everybody receives a piece of feedback mm. um, so somebody's actually looked at the work took the time to engage with it and, and write down their thoughts and feelings yeah. and send that, that back because when you go down there you can get that there's a card that you have to write out or that you can write out in the exhibition Mm. And that actual card goes to the inmate, doesn't yeah, it? Directly, so, yeah, directly, yeah. Because that, so. that wasn't happening when I was there, but mm. I can so understand how important that could yeah. be well, when, for the guys. Yeah, when, when my piece of work was in the exhibition, um, I received about 40 of those cards come back to nice. me. And on them, it's just, it's, it's a small, so some of them, so some had written small paragraphs, but it's, it's the ones where somebody's just said something like, this is brilliant, or... Um, you know, whatever you've done to gone in there, this is the real you, like, nice. keep doing this. And, you know, you get that and you're like, wow, yeah. somebody has, has, yeah, written this and really thinks that. And, and then you start believing in yourself a little bit more. Yeah, because mm. it can be little things like that that can trigger someone mm. to bloody changing their life around, you know, or yeah, turning yeah, yeah. their life around rather. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I know them sort of little bits of belief, mm, um, mm. yeah, push you forward. Mm. Um so you got into art again when you moved on. Yep. yep. We, we, we were sort of darting backwards yeah, and forwards. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you started making the soap. Yep, in, in Brinsford. Yep. Um, and when, when I was in Brinsford, um, I'd made a, a small handful of these soaps. So they were rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were so bad. Um, I just used whatever I could get hold of to, to make them. Yeah. Like so, a plastic fork or a pencil. I was just about to say, you're obviously not allowed any tools. <laughs> yeah, So yeah. you do makeshift yeah so like you're saying you would have a bit of anything sharp yeah yeah, or, yeah. or flat yeah. that you can smooth stuff or pick stuff away yeah with. and i'd seen other people on the wing making these soap carvings so that's that's what gave me the idea yeah. to do it at the time and yeah it, it made me have an unbelievable amount of respect for them because they they were making these like sculptural animals that yeah. were just yeah incredible and i was just making just these rubbish <laughs> <laughs> how many did um, you make before you got to one that you was pleased with i'd, I'd say may, maybe maybe the the fifth or sixth one um it was just observational drawing for me on on, on the yeah. soaps it was just in my cell and i was drawing um the window with the bars and i was quite happy with yeah, that one nice. um but then a couple of days later an officer came in and, and threw them on the floor and, and said i shouldn't have these in the cell yeah it's nice um, <laughs> yeah it happens it happens yeah. um and I actually stopped carving after that because I shortly moved to Stoke Heath and I managed to get other materials and I was drawing yeah, and painting yeah. a little bit. It wasn't until um, I was studying at the Royal Drawing School, doing an MA um, several years later, and um, we'd had a cursor exhibition where we got hold of a few boxes of soap from Wormwood Scrubs. Yeah. 
and um, at the end of the show we didn't have anything to do with these soaps anymore we had we had no projects with them so my manager was like yeah you, you can have them um, and we had a project on memory at the Royal Drawing yeah. School and it all just fit together the second Perfect. I opened up that box and the smell came back and it hits you and you're like wow I'm back in that space and yeah yeah, yeah. I was a bit like now's the time to really dig a bit deeper into what went on mm. and yeah start making work about it do you find that your work is stronger if you put yourself mentally in mm. a different place or, or back in jail yeah yeah definitely some point. 100% yeah I have to get myself back in that space I'm glad you said that because that's exactly yeah. what I do I, when was you at the Royal Drawing School I was um, 2016 and 2017 for about a year, year and a term. What made you want to go to do an MA so long after your BA? Well, I went to the drawing school to do one of their public courses and I was just incredibly inspired. It's yeah. just such a good nurturing place. Um, read a little bit into what, what the drawing year is and they have 75 tutors, all practicing wow. artists. They're there to just nurture um, a small group of people yeah. I think there's 30 on my year um, and it just seemed like an opportunity I couldn't couldn't um, reject yeah. and so I applied for it one of the really really lucky ones that got onto it nice. and everything really started from there I think um, when I left my BA um, I was a little bit lost in my practice I think because there was a lot of people around me that that didn't really understand the kind of work I was making and, yeah. and I, I struggled to engage with with that and with mm. them a little bit because of that um, and when I was at the drawing school I found the complete opposite yeah. Like it was, yeah everybody was really enthusiastic about the work nice. I was doing and wanted to know more and was it always on soap that you was doing it, wa it wasn't on my BA no I was making um, installations sound art um, videos drawings and was that sculpture. was that all to do with no, it wasn't. It wasn't. As well, no. What? Maybe little bits. Um, maybe more. N not as direct as what it is now. Mm. I think I was talking about some issues that had happened in prison, but using a lot of metaphors to yeah. to scoop around it rather than hitting it yeah. and nail on the head like I do now. The second question I've got for you is: When was your first interest in art? So my first interest in art, I'd say, was inside. So yeah, that, that's when I started making during my time in Brinsford. Um, favorite artist? Oh, ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think I, I didn't really know much about the art world when I started making art. I, I was just doing it in there. So the mm. people around me were, were my favorite artists. Yeah. Um, when when I got out, I think Anthony Gormley was was one of my big favorites at the time when I got mm. out. Um, Jeremy Della, fantastic artist. Excellent. He comes yeah. up so often. On yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Um, Grayson Perry as well. Yeah. Um, all all three of Lucas. those. Yeah. And all, all four of those. Yeah. Now. I've had something to do with the Kersler as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I had the same. I had the same thing as you because mm -hmm. I could only compare it to the other guy in the art class. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until I got to college. Yeah. That I realised how advanced I was compared to him because I'd been studying art yeah. in my cell yeah, for yeah, sort yeah. of like five years yeah. whereas yeah, these guys had been into art for a year it, yeah it was sort of reassuring for me to find out 
how advanced my knowledge was compared to the. It sounds like fucking big Eddie, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It was reassuring to know because yeah. I thought I knew a lot. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But yeah, I had yeah. nothing to judge it against. Yeah. It made me realise that all that time I'd spent in the cell reading all of these books. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. It fucking paid off, yeah. you know. Do, do you find that. Um, this is me asking you questions. <laughs> That's quite right. <laughs> Do you find that uh, having kind of found art inside and had had that experience, do you think like it gave you a different type of drive to other people, perhaps? Yeah, well, own? I was quite lucky insofar mm. as I mean, I don't know how much you know about my story, mm. but I'd wrote to a load of artists. Yeah, I knew, I knew that. Yeah, and then, yeah. And although I had Sarah Lucas, Gavin Turk, all mm. the big names mm-hmm, writing mm-hmm. to me. You know, someone would write and I'd reply and say thank you and that was it really, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd get the occasional Christmas card from mm. someone or yeah. it might be someone might have a show six months time and I'd just get a catalogue out the blue and it said, oh, I've just had a show, I thought of you, wonder wow. if you would. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. But I had that from loads of people so it yeah. was constant, you know. Really, and there was, yeah. It was beautiful. Although these people were, you might see Sarah Lucas, um, sorry, Tracy Emin in the paper because of her tent. Yeah. You might see Gavin Turk, um, uh, oh, Marcus Harvey in there because of his Myra Hindley, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously mm-hmm. Damien Hurst. Mm-hmm. But I never knew how famous any of these artists were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know art, or I didn't yeah. know art, and I was just, all I was reading was the stuff they were sending me. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. in, you know, I mean, I didn't read too many newspapers, but yeah. they weren't, you don't normally find artists in everyday newspapers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so yeah. I didn't really know how famous they were. Yeah, yeah. Until, you know, obviously later on. But when I got to university mm. and I was a first-year student yeah, and I'm getting invites to private views, which at the time, it, it, it was a little dip, bit different from now. You know, you got a written invitation, you know, yeah, even yeah, yeah, going yeah, yeah. back sort of like 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I'd go to these private views with mm-hmm. my fellow students. I'd take sort of half a dozen students. Yeah, them. yeah. And the star of the show is sort of calling me over. And <laughs> and it, although it was normal for me, because I'd yeah. met them and I sort of had a bond with them, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The other students are going like, fucking hell, look, you know, so-and-so. <laughs> and it, but it wasn't, it didn't feel like that to me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But it was, yeah. it was hard where to, where to get a level. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it... it because I knew I was hanging around with students mm, mm. and I knew the people at the top of the tree, but the ones, the more important ones are the ones in the middle of all of that, you know, the ones that yeah, you can yeah, yeah. learn off and, and mm-hmm. sort of, you know, ride the wave with, if you mm, like, you mm, know. Mm. When did you realise you wanted to be an artist? I think, I think it was when, when my work was selected for that Kersler exhibition, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it was. I had been asking if I could go to college um, whilst I was, I was inside, if I could get day release to college, and they'd been saying no, no, it's no. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Why would they not? Yeah, yeah. And this was in Stoke Heath, and they had um, four people that had Rottle at the time, release on temporary licence, uh, to go to like the staff mess or to work on gardens. And um, they made this new scheme, which is somebody works in Bernardo's for four weeks. And they gave them a bicycle. And the person that was meant to do it, he got out early and they needed somebody to fill in for that really like short notice. So I just jumped in and filled in for it because I'd just got on my rattle and was doing gardens. So I started that and then about day three, I went, I went up to the officer and I was like, I know I've been asking you for about a year if I can go to college. And you said, no, but 
you're basically letting me go out to do this can I not put that into something that's more worthwhile for me mm. and um, they were like fine um, actually I, w- I went to the governor and said that I managed to get a meeting with the governor said that to the, to, to the governor she said oh yeah that's, that's fine we'll set you up a meeting with the college so they did that got in and then the prison had like a bigger task of trying to figure out how logistically they're going to yeah. make that happen then um, but yeah I started going to college during the day and then going back on an evening and I was the first person in Stoke Heath to do that um, it's mad how they they sort of even put put obstacles in your way for yeah. I mean, someone who's trying to learn some like learn a new uh, a, a new subject that they've just come across, and it's obvious that that, that could well change their yeah their yep. life and well being, mm, mm. and they're not jumping on the back of it. Mm. And I think getting into the Kersler exhibition that was the thing that I then presented with them was like, well, my work's in a London exhibition. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know anything about London. I'd never been to London. Um, it was in the Royal Festival Hall at the South Bank Centre, and I just thought that had something to do with the Queen. Of course. Um, <laughs> Why not? I knew it was important. <laughs> um, and that, that was a really odd experience, going to college during the day and going back to prison on an evening as mm. well. Um, you're around two completely different social circles. Yeah. But I was really lucky, lucky at college that, I got in with a good crowd and they they knew about me being in prison and Mm. they really nurtured me because yeah three years is a a bit of a time away um yeah yeah, without like visits or anything or you know it's just you in there um yeah so I don't know if that answers your question oh it it definitely does yeah that's when I thought that that's that's when I wanted to be an artist yeah I was getting so much positivity at college uh back from the tutors back from the students Mm. um yeah, and then the next stage was was getting into university and keeping that that path going. But yeah. I was rejected from the first four unions for having a criminal record. Shit, um, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even think that'd be a thing. Yeah, yeah, Cause... that's a thing. Oh, <laughs> one, one of them, said, yeah, one of them said that I was considered too violent for an interview. Was you in for violence? I, I don't know what you're in no, for. No, yeah, um, there wasn't violence in the crime, okay. but it's considered a violent okay. crime. But um, it's ro- robbery. Okay. That's what I was in for. Um, so yeah, I was considered too violent for an interview, and this is at the most violent interview, the most violent university um, on paper. It was Wolverhampton at the yeah. time. Yeah, another one said no because my drawing skills lacked, and, and they didn't have enough drawing in in my portfolio. Yeah, but I made twenty two sketchbooks of drawing because you you know what it's like yeah, when when, yeah, when, when exactly. you're in there and you know you're getting this opportunity, you just you're giving it all, aren't yeah. you? So you're making, you're making, you're making, and yeah. just you know so then my tutor rung up and then afterwards he was just like I'm sorry it's with you was you applying you was applying from jail no um, I think I'd just gotten out I think it was either I was in jail or I'd just gotten out it was around that time because when I applied mm. there was a question on there have you got a criminal record and you have to tick yes or no yeah yeah so I went oh fucking hell I said and and my address was Mm. Gary Mansfield HM prison or HMP Latchmere house blah 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 Mm -hmm. so you know, I'm coming from prison, so you know it's obviously a yes. Yeah, this bloke yeah. went to me. Do you know if you haven't been arrested in four years, you can put no. Okay. So I went. Should I put no there? So he said yeah. yeah. So I've ticked no, and it was like a a little in joke. Well, you know what it's like yeah, in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little things are, are you know exaggerated. Yeah, it was quite funny that I put no to criminal record. Yeah, yeah. that was my address, <laughs> and I've been in there for seven years. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the fifth one, Sunderland, I, it was a day before they had to give me an answer. 
And I called up and I pretty much begged them to, to let me in and I explained the story, the situation, where I wanted to go. Spoke for about 15 minutes without letting the other person speak. And then she was just like, I'm really sorry, but I'm just the receptionist. Oh! I mean, at the time, my intelligence was just like, yeah. I'm just going to call them. And then, you know, yeah. whoever's on the phone, I'm going to tell them. And the person, she said, oh, but the person you need to speak to isn't in today. And then... 15 minutes later, I got a call back from her and she's like, I managed to get hold of them. I told your story, um, fingers crossed. About 10 minutes later, I got accepted. So, That's yeah. That's right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. It was a little bit like, you feel good because you're like, wow, I've actively done something yeah. to try and yeah. make this happen and then, wow, I'm accepted and I'm going to university after being rejected four times. Sure. Um, because my tutors have given me... Um, like, you know, you get like a prediction of your score. Yeah, yeah. They're giving me three distinctions, so the highest that you can get, and I'm mm. still getting turned down. Um, so for me, my, my confidence was just completely knocked at yeah. that point. And I think I was just getting out, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what you're saying there about having loads of sketchbooks full of, because you've got yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is what people out here mm. haven't got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for my GNVQ, mm. my intermediate, Mm. Normally, when the assessors come in the art room that was maybe twice the size of the room we're in now, which is like 15 feet square, for instance, yeah. they'd come down to assess two students' work and they'd have two walls each in this art class. Yeah, yeah. When they come down to assess m- me, I was being assessed on my own. I filled up the art class, the <laughs> massive big foyer I filled up. All the way up the stairs, I filled up with this set of paintings, and then the foyer at the top of the stairs. Yeah. And yeah. when the assessor came in, he went, "How many people am I doing today?" And I went, "Oh, it's sorry." The tutor went, "Oh, it's just Gary." Yeah. He went, this yeah. is all your work. I said, "Yeah." He said, "Look, I can't obviously give you any marks of you know of, of what you're gonna get." Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said, "But I've got to tell you this." <laughs> he said. Most of this artwork in here can be used for your advanced. Mm. Um, wow. He said, and that bit going up the stairs, mm. he said, mm. if you can just explain it a bit better, he said, okay. which you will do when you get to understand the art language. Mm. He said, that project going up the stairs is at degree level. And that wasn't the day that I changed, but that just reasserted the fact that I was worthy, you know, to, yeah, to be yeah, in this yeah, field. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when I got the marks, mm. I'm quite sure, I might be misremembering here, but I'm quite sure that the same guy who told me that mm. brought the paperwork down rather than it being delivered. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. he brought it in for me, but no, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, that yeah. he handed it to the tutor who mm-hmm. gave it to me. And when he gave it to me and I read it and Fucking hell, that feeling. And that's what I, I think I said to you before. I refer to myself as a born-again artist. Mm, mm, because mm, that mm. day was like when people bring their God into their life, you know. Yeah, 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 and I yeah, just yeah, went, yeah. that's it. I'm, yeah, fucking, yeah. I'm no longer a criminal. Yeah, And yeah, I had it yeah. in my head. My head, it, just like that, I'd yeah. changed. And mm. I walked back to that prison cell. I was, my, my shoulders were back, my chin was up, you know. And, and I was like, fucking done it. And people are clapping. Oh, it's brilliant. A brilliant, yeah, yeah, where yeah, people yeah, were yeah. behind me, you know. Mm. And from that day on, that was it. I properly, it, I didn't wean off of crime, if you like. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I just went, fuck it. No longer yeah. was I involved in the prison politics, mm, mm, you know. And, mm. and But all down to, it's, it's you interviewing me again, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, that feeling that you're talking about, it's, yeah, yeah. it's fucking amazing. And it's, it's so hard to explain. 
like I think I think you've done a fantastic job there, like much better than what I can do. But it's the same feeling, definitely. It's you know that I don't know. It's like everything before just didn't doesn't make sense anymore. For years, I had this um, like a double life mm. that only up until quite recently that I've figured out how to handle, and and it, it does sound a little bit punsy, but it's worked for me. Mm. That day I'm talking about, yeah, when yeah, yeah, I said yeah. that's it, done. That was the 18th of April, right? Mm. A couple of days after my birthday in mm. two, um, 1998. From that, that's when my life split, and I yeah. gave up that yep, crime. Yeah. I used to have a name that I used to give the police and sign in mm-hmm. hotels with, and that sort of thing, which was Roy Maynard. Okay. So, in my mind, I say everything that happened before that point. Yeah was Roy Maynard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Gary yeah. Mansfield, yeah. the new Gary, was born yeah. that day, you know. Mm, so that's mm, where mm. I divide things. And for a few years when I was get, when I got out, I was having little conflicts about old shit I used to get up to. Because yeah. I used to, I was involved in some quite heavy shit. Okay. And I'd like, because the new me has got a bit of fucking empathy and mm, a bit mm. of kindness about him. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. old me, who didn't give a fuck for anyone. Yeah. They were, you know, they were so different people. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I'd start feeling guilty and like carrying around old baggage with me and I'd go fucking up and I'd start feeling yeah, yeah, and I'd yeah, feel yeah. like I don't deserve what I've got now because of the old then I thought well fucking hold on a minute it was two different lives yeah. so that's when I gave the old one the Roy Maynard thing mm, so mm. what I do now is I say that was all Roy Maynard yeah. anything now mm-hmm. I've done is Gary Mansfield I say okay. he didn't know any better yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not yeah, justifying yeah, yeah, yeah. what he'd done mm, he mm, didn't mm, know any better mm, mm. and that's the way his life was yeah, Gary yeah. Mansfield doesn't act like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the only way I can. It takes a while to get to get to that stage. Yeah, well, it? It, it took me years. Yeah. After that, when I, when I started doing that, thinking that way, yeah, it yeah, fucking yeah. worked for me. Yeah, and I, yeah, 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 I would yeah, try yeah. to get someone else to do it because you know you have to have your own little journey to get to there. You know, mm, but mm, fuck, mm. did it make it easier for me? Difficult at first. Uh, yeah, like you said, it takes years. How did you find going to college? Mm. That freedom of being in college and then having to go back to the constraints of prison that evening. I thought I thought I, I dealt with it really well. Um, I thought it was. I think I think I struggled a little bit um, with who I was, I guess, at the time because you know you're in one environment where people are talking about this right, and that, I and know. this everything's happening inside. I feel it already. What you're saying. You know, then you go out during the day. And around people that have never been, potentially never been exposed to any of this sort of life. Um, And they're talking about, um, you know, the girls are talking about hair, makeup. The the boys are talking about maybe going to the pub if they can get in. Um, They're all there like with their touchscreen phones that had been invented whilst I was inside as well. And it's like such a fast paced uh, world. But I think, yeah, I I had some really, really good friends at college that that I made. and they understood my situation and the tutors they just kept giving me more and more work because I was just churning yeah, just so yeah, many yeah. so many pieces out and you know it was a very supportive time um even even in inside it because I was doing this it was laying the path for somebody else to go on and do it so everybody mm. was fine with it and you know they all wanted to hear what was going on on the outside as well so yeah. you got this odd thing where you kind of feel like a celebrity inside in yeah, a way yeah because you know and likewise at college or university because yeah. you're saying you're 
different from anyone else there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that has its positives and negatives because then, you know, you then do feel different and you feel a little bit alienated as well from the group mm. because, you know, you tell yourself that as well. You tell yourself that, you know, I'm from this life, they're yeah. from that life, I'm not a part of that. But, yeah, I think as it's you were saying before... It's hard to walk with a foot in both worlds, isn't it, is what it I is, found. Yeah. yeah, it is tough because you got one world that understands this and you got one world that understands yeah. that and you, you are kind of you're in the middle and you know where you're leaning towards but when your whole life has been the other one at that point then it, it can be tough to break yeah. away from that because you, you've you know you you've got to come to that realization or or maybe tell yourself that that life potentially doesn't mean anything to mm. your new one and it's hard to let go i think yeah. um yeah yeah i found it difficult more so going to university college I didn't really have too many problems with mm. um, maybe because it just felt like school whereas university was like a different life altogether mm. but get, like you just said coming out of one environment that's full of testosterone yeah, and then literally I would be driving from there to the university mm. walking in there and it's very liberal yeah. women well, yeah. women, <laughs> very liberal. It, it's hard. Mm. It was really difficult, mm. and I wish, on reflection, I wish I'd had a like what you done. I wish mm. I had a few years of freedom, a few months of freedom yeah. before starting. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. walking out of one institution straight into another yeah. was yeah, all right yeah, for the first yeah. year. Mm, mm. I had a bit of a breakdown in the second. Yeah takes a year just to get used to university yeah. doesn't it especially if you've come from that and you haven't really dealt with a lot of things that, that you're carrying around yeah 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 and yeah, it's, yeah. it was them two fucking two lives that I found really difficult mm, and that's mm. what started getting me even when I left university mm. um, sorry even after I left prison yeah 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 it was the, and I was on my own you know because yeah. I, I was trying to come to terms with these two lives mm, mm, and then I just fucking couldn't and I had a little bit of a meltdown in the second year yeah 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 and it's not fucking good but you dealt with yours okay yeah yeah it was I mean it was tough it was tough letting go but yeah I think I think on the whole I dealt with it okay um yeah there, there, there was some good good people at uni as well mm. that, yeah and and I think I'd moved so far from that kind of life at that point um, it was it was just yeah just focus on moving forward it was like wow people are giving me these opportunities to, to do this I've got to yeah. make the most of it um, but still I think like on an evening you still I don't know you you like you said you learn about compassion and you learn about um, empathy and, and on an evening that, that's when it gets you where you're like oh okay I've done this I've done that and, and that's then hard to take yeah. into the next yeah. day because you know others don't have those kind of pressures um, but yeah, definitely. When, when I was on roll, yeah, I, I was quite lucky that, that when I was inside as well, that things were okay. I think I'd done so many drawings for people on the wing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone was, yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. When, when I'd got on roll into college, um, like half the half the officers were like happy with that, but then you know, obviously, you got the other half mm. that aren't happy with that. And um, I was in reception. Bear in mind, like, I'm cool with a lot of them because I've done drawings for a lot of them as well and they've worked hard to get me into college. And when I was at reception, I'd, you know, I'd seen them every single day, done, done the strip search and that. Um, he's like, oh, by the way, if you've got anything in your cell, like, get it out of your cell now because, like, security are going to go over there. 
and try and do yeah. something. He's like, I shouldn't be telling you this, but you tell your senior officer on the wing. So I was like, that's oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. They won't do that to me. Because um, I'd had no, no, nothing happening yeah. at that time. Went and told the senior officer. She was like, oh, no, nothing's scheduled in. I was like, cool. Five minutes later, they come on with the sniffer dogs. Um, she's absolutely just raging, just being like, you shouldn't be here. I want to see where you've authorised this. Like, why are you here? I've spoken to your manager. Like, like it, yeah, shouldn't be here. Um, they had the sniffer dogs in my cell and everything. Like, I had nothing in my cell. Um, and, yeah, everybody was just, like, bang behind their doors. And they were all banging their doors, the whole wing. Just like, man. yeah, yeah. And you got that feeling where you're like, wow got an SO here like <laughs> raging which I wouldn't expect to be on my side got the whole wing here because you're secure at a different end yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Gestalt, I don't know. if they don't want something to happen then yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah that, that that was literally just them trying to get that that college opportunity away from me um, but yeah really really lucky that that SO like stepped up and did that because you know she could have not done that she could have yeah. just let it happen and, and that would be done that probably would have been me not not pursuing anything afterwards. Um, yes, yeah, mate. Because as quick as something can come into your life, mm. you can fucking turn it away on the yeah yeah on the spin you, of a you've coin. You've got no power. You know? You've got no control, and you know nobody knows those stories on the outside anyway. It just would have been something that that happened in there, and that's it. So you was at uni. Yeah. Your time at uni was good. Yeah. Third year show went well, I presume. Yeah, it went well. What did you intend to do when you left university compared to what you did do when you left university? Um, I hope to carry on making artwork, to be in exhibitions, to find a job in the arts. Um, couldn't find a job pretty much anywhere. Um, I managed to persuade um, a restaurant to hire me um, for a little while. That's, that's the first time that I said no to having a not having a criminal record because I have to declare mm. every single time um, they found out that I had a criminal record a few months later and sacked me um, so that that was that um, I ended up moving to Lancashire to live with some of my friends and worked in his restaurant for a little while um, the art pretty much just diminished at that point because yeah, yeah don't know I think I think I had a bit of a down point after after the BA um, there wasn't really the support from from the uni anymore and you're just kind of thrown into the world yeah. and you've got nothing to to keep you engaged anymore and then when you move the area as well and you haven't got all of your, your friends that you were creating with like you just don't have that that keeping you going I went to a talk at the so I was living in Lancashire I was working um, as a pot wash and and on the bar um, I went to a talk at the Longford Trust, they, they invited me there um, just to talk a bit about my scholarship. I did so, I mentioned that I had my work into a Kersler exhibition and that's when I got in touch with the Kersler nice. again because Sarah and Fiona, who still work here, um, they were in the audience and they came up to me afterwards. <sighs> Isn't it good when stars align? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they came up to me and they're like, oh, we're from Kersler. Um, we probably hung your work in that exhibition and do keep in touch because we'd love to keep you involved in some shape or form so I was like cool didn't think anything would happen um, sent Fiona a message to say oh it's lovely to meet you um, six months later it was like six months maybe a little bit more maybe eight months later I get this random email out of the blue um, just saying would you like to come to Venice um, to because Jeremy Dello was um, showing at the British Pavilion. Well, the I'm, time. I've got to, I've got yep. to jump in. Here. I knew we went to Venice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah, Jeremy yeah. And yeah, yeah, Johnny Costi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea 
Yeah. I presumed you was working here at the time. Mm. No. How beautiful is that? How yeah, the yeah. And I was That's on, amazing. I was on the stage with John Costey at the Longford um, lecture. Yeah. And that's how John and I met. And we had some artwork in the back in one of the breakout rooms. And so, yeah, I guess that was our show, first show together. Nice. Um, yeah, I read this email and the, the title of it was like, this is not spam, please, please read this email. <laughs> this is a genuine... Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, I was just invited to go over there, hang out with Jeremy for a few days, like have a look around the pavilion. Um, and it was just incredible. I was just like, wow, this, this is what I want to do. Um, just be involved in, in this, um, back in the arts again. And we were having dinner at a table and um sarah sat down with me with in venice yeah in venice yeah yeah um we was having lunch with with vicky um who used to work here Mm. on the mentoring scheme and they started asking me these kind of standardized questions it felt like at the time i kind of thought oh why are you asking me these questions after it's like oh what do you want to do like where are you now um and and i thought oh you know it is chit chat i was quite quiet back then as well um you know it was a bit chit chat um but then afterwards, after we got back, they offered me mentoring. Um, so I kind of thought maybe that's what the question is. And where was you living at the time? Um, actually, actually, at the time, I was, st- I was still in Sunderland, actually, because they paired me up with a, a curator um, from Middlesbrough. She, she's living in Newcastle. And I was Excellent. just like, wow. Yeah, this is before I moved to Lancashire, actually. Um, and that was incredible. Just to have that support, it was 10 sessions throughout the year. Um, and... I'd moved to Lancashire halfway through that. Um, and, yeah, just to get that that support was unbelievable. We'd just go to galleries and we'd talk about art and, and she'd ask me, like, what is it that you want to do? What yeah. are you working on? And I'd be like, oh, I'm not really working on too much at the moment, but these are my ideas. And she'd be like, they're great. And I'd be like, oh, but I pitched this a few months ago at university and, like, they thought it was rubbish. And she's yeah. like, no, they're brilliant, pursue it. Uh, so I started making again. Um, and... Shortly after that, I was invited to curate the South Bank exhibition or part of the South Bank yeah. exhibition that nice. my work was first in. Yeah. So it was just like, wow, this has come full circle now. I'm now selecting work and giving other people the, the opportunity to show their work and, and get their voice heard. Beautiful. Um, and then a few months later after that, I applied for a job here and then I got it. And that's four and a half years ago. Are you full time here? Yeah, I'm full-time here. Yeah, I've been on and off part-time and full-time when I've been studying yeah. or trying to be an artist, um, yeah. <laughs> but I keep coming back. Um, so you're still making work at the moment? Yeah, still making work. Um, got some work in the exhibition in Cardiff at the moment, working with the Institute of Criminology. Um, I'll be doing some workshops next month in Spring Hill Prison nice. and speaking at their Festival of Ideas. Good. Um, yeah, had some work in Belgium earlier in the year. I mean, so being just... part of the the arts within mm. the criminal justice system, yeah, it can ironically open so many doors for you. Can't yeah, it? it's a niche. It's a real yeah. I've been really lucky um, to work in here as well, and you know, it's kind of it's all linked. It's all linked mm. in a way. Um, from working on the exhibitions, um, like a lot of people that that know about Cursor like they they might know about me and then Mm. you get talking about your own work and it's related to your experience in prison and you know it's all it's all part of the package I guess well which piece that you've created has got the strongest emotional connection 
I'd say it was those 99 soap carvings. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Um, they were, I think, like we said before, you have to get into that space to be able to, to make those works. You yeah. have to put your head back into prison. And I made those whilst I was studying at the Royal Drawing School. And I was literally, it was so intense that, that year and a half. I was doing about 80, 90 hours a week. Yeah. And I was studying like nine to five during the day or working at Kersler and then doing my evening class, which was six till nine. Yeah. And then after that, I'd then go to the studio and get myself into this this weird zone and yeah. start making these soap carvings for several hours um, and then wake up the next day and do it again. But for me, it just, it got everything that I needed to say about prison out in, in, in this one piece mm. um, when I framed it all, all together. And then after that, I then made a book which was 99 short stories with images of the 99 soap carvings. I made 99 handmade books uh, that's bound with um, prison bedsheet and the covers of prison issue uh, shirt, visitation shirt. And I think that whole package together, it just, that was my story and that was, yeah. Where do you go or what do you do to relax? I don't know if I do, ever do really relax I'm pretty full on to be honest about when you I know that you mm. run a lot yeah yeah and, and yeah training does for that the, take you to sorry you're training yeah training for the Ironman um, so yeah a lot of running cycling and swimming and I do think, you find that mentally relaxing yeah I'd say do it does yeah maybe you're doing it? physically I'd say it, it probably drains me quite a lot yeah. um, as well as juggling that with full time job and, and being an artist as well yeah. um, but I'd say, yeah, mentally, yeah, it gets me into a different place. I um, feel so much calmer, and I feel like I can keep on top of everything else as well. Yeah. Mm. I imagine subconsciously it probably feeds into my artwork as well. Yeah, but everything... It's that space that you need to be, that you need to be creative. Yeah, it's, mm. everything that you do, it does have a knock-on effect to every, everything else, doesn't it? <laughs> There's a question here. Yeah. You and five other artists, past and present, what would your perfect group show be? Wow, okay. Um, five artists, past and present. See, some the, the artists, you would, nobody would have heard of them. That doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're it's your... My, my, my five would be Kersler known artists, I Beautiful. think. Beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, and, and, and some of them are passed on, and... You know, there's one artist that, that I absolutely loved her work, but she, she's not with us anymore. Yeah. And that's a shame. And I've seen her work come in each year and, and really, really... And what was her work? It was really raw, really direct, um, multidisciplined. Some of it was um, handmade books, others was printmaking, other bits were paintings, but it was so, so honest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that you get with a lot of the work that's entered into the the awards is that that is coming from people that haven't necessarily I'm not too sure of her her kind of background but maybe not been to university and got the art language Mm. and you know been influenced by this and this and this and they're not at that point where you have to defend your work all the time and you know you're just making just the most truthful thing um and more work here yeah 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 definitely and do you know that have you got in mind the work of the others of the other four are yeah, you able to yeah. describe any of the ones that have really connected with you 
Because what we've mm. got to say, there's about six, seven thousand artworks coming to this building every year. Yeah. And how many of them go into the show? A couple of hundred? Yeah, about 150. And I've been here, I've seen five cycles now. So I've seen about, yeah, maybe 35,000 artworks come through Kersler. Fuck, man. <laughs> And led the team that, that unwraps them and wraps them uh, them back up. So good luck. To yeah, you. it's a lot lot of works. Um, but for me, because I'm with this work all day every day, I think, and because I've been in that that place as well, it just speaks so much truth to me. And yeah, yeah every single day you're connecting with something. Well, um, I I do try to say every year when it's on, I just every artist I bump into, chat to, or whatever. So get down there because it's it's just so powerful. It may I, I say it's so powerful, and it may be because I'm coming or well, looking at it with bias eyes, mm-hmm. and um, you know I've, I've been to where it's coming from, but it's just so fucking powerful. It's just mm. it's ooze- I always say that it oozes frustration and hope off of the walls. You know you it can does, almost yeah. feel it. Yeah, and um, we do we do loads of things like. Um, we write to each of the artists that are exhibited and with a questionnaire and they send that back to us and then we select some of those answers to then go on the walls of the exhibition. Yeah. So we get their voice direct of this is what my work's about or this is what I was thinking of or this is what I think to the curator. And yeah, there's, some, there's such a, a rawness to that or you, know, you see the humanness as well, mm. I think. Yeah, with those comments, and it just it adds to the package. I think. The yeah, that is such a good thing for people to go and see who aren't necessarily into art. Just to see that that the hope that is there and mm. the good that's on the walls is yeah, yeah. beautiful. Mm. If you wasn't an artist, what would you be? I wanted to be a carpenter when I was young. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Just, just remembered that now. I hadn't really thought about that for a long time. Yeah, wanted to carpenter that made yeah, like like just woodwork, like like um like wardrobes or um just chests of drawers or whatever. That that's what I wanted to do when I was younger. Nice. That or be a painter and decorator, just that kind of trade. Um, yeah, that's that's what I would have. So did you see the st- the soap carving as yeah? On, on reflection could that be anything to do with a carpentry like carving away and maybe maybe I mean my second name is Cutter as well so you know <laughs> but maybe you just added another layer to, to the soaps um, so thanks for that oh you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> no but I think I think um, it's a weird thing because I am an artist but then also I'm an arts worker as well and, and although it's kind of linked it is separate and probably spend more more time in in my role at Kersler and you know really trying to help people and get others to engage in the arts and I think for me sometimes it's finding that balance because sometimes that feels a lot more important than the work I'm making Mm. and then the artist kicks in and you're like oh no I need to start making work and and doing this but as, as a if I'm not an artist it is encouraging people to well find their voice and opening up opportunities where people can have a voice see as you're saying this mm. this is reminding me of something one of the tutors said when I was at university and they had to bring in an artwork of their own mm-hmm. the tutors and a couple of them were saying that they didn't like bringing their practice into their job yeah, because yeah. they 
saw them completely different. Mm. But for me, being the viewer and the student, mm, mm, mm. it gave me a much more understanding of the tutor yeah. when I saw their work. Mm. That was like the last piece of the jigsaw for me. That's yeah, why yeah, they've yeah, had yeah, this yeah, and why they've yeah. said that. And likewise, your work is all about the people you interact with. They're the link in the middle of it, you know, or this job possibly is the link in the middle yeah, that yeah, keeps yeah. your toe in your old life. Mm, mm. Um, you've said about you've got artworks on show at the moment. Yeah. What have, what have you got coming up at the moment? Um, coming up, I've got the uh, work with the Institute of Criminology. Um, Artwork-wise, I don't have any, any shows coming up yet. Um, got got a piece in a London exhibition at the House of St Barnabas, uh, which I think you've seen. Yeah, yeah, um, one in Cardiff at the moment. Where can people find you online? Uh, yeah, on Instagram, Lee Cutter underscore Studio. Right. Well, that's all my questions asked. Thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. There you go. How was that, Lee Cutter? Another excellent example that the arts can be key to turning a life around. And as he mentioned there, he's a very active figure in the arts in the criminal justice system. Something that wouldn't even have crossed his mind before he went to prison. As I mentioned in the intro, due to recalled, I have spoken word artist Lady Unchained, Jeremy Della and Maggie Hambling, all of whom have had their own input into the Kersler Trust. Another Me is on until the 3rd of November at the Royal Festival Hall on the South Bank. Go and see it. It will very possibly be one of the most powerful exhibitions you've ever been to. Like I say each week, wherever you listen to this podcast, you should be able to like, subscribe and leave a comment. I'd like you to do all three, but if you've only got the time to do one, please do leave a comment. Not only does it help us as a podcast, it helps those looking for an art podcast. So, thanks for listening, and until next week, ta Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.